Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 112 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Sarah Irvin from Quick Tan Sunless. She's been in the industry since 2015. Over the last seven years, she's grown her business. Now she has two locations, her and her business partner, Tasha, now run the business together. She has quite an amazing story, an amazing journey of how she even got into the industry in the first place. It is a touching story, but ultimately that is her why. That is her drive to do what she's done so far. And now she's coaching people, helping people, training people, and also opening their second location, mobile location in Charleston, South Carolina. Sarah has a great personality, and you'll learn a lot from her and her business and what she's done to get to where she is today. So make sure you check this out. She started in East Tennessee in a small town and now has grown her business. She has people working under her as contractors. She's tried a bunch of different things. She shares what, what has worked for her and what has not worked for her. So make sure you listen in. Grab a pen and a piece of paper if you're not driving or working out. And listen to this episode. Sarah, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And we're excited for everybody to hear your journey and your story. Thank you so much. And as always, the Happy Tans Podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans Website Builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Not only do our websites look amazing, they help you get found online. They are SEO optimized, which is search engine optimization. They're SEO optimized out of the box to help you get found online quickly in your area. Our website's constantly ranked near the top of the search engines to help you get more clients in the door on repeat every single month. So come check us out, happytans.com forward slash website. Use the promo code podcast to get started for the first month for only $1. We also have a complete done for you service, which is a one-time fee on top of our membership fee that will allow us to build the site for you. You don't have to handle any of the tech side. We do everything. We just need a little bit of information from you to get started. We constantly have people switching over to us after spending days, weeks, months, sometimes even years working on a website that they're never happy with. And we come and they come to us and we knock it out of the park for them from the start. Come check us out, happytans.com for slash website or go to happytans.com. Click the create your website button. If you have any questions, you can find me, Grant, at happytans.com. I'm always here and more than happy to help. Thanks so much. Have a great day and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Sarah Irvin from Quick Tan in Charleston and Tennessee. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. I'd like to open up the floor for a minute for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into the business, anything else you want to share. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to try to make this as short and simple as I can. <laughs> so I'm Sarah Irvin. I'm currently based in Charleston, South Carolina originally from East Tennessee. So that's where we started our business. Um, I started spraying about 12 years ago in a tanning salon while I was in college. And what actually got me to start my first business was our youngest daughter was really sick. She was in the hospital for about a year. And so I was looking for ways to make an income, but they'll still be with her. And that's where Quick Tan was born. I thought, Hey, I've been wanting to do mobile tans. I thought that it could be a standalone business. And that was in 2015. 
And I was like, okay, I have, um, I've lost my job being a paralegal because I have to be with her mm-hmm. and I need to uh, schedule that's flexible. So let's do spray tans. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a vision of getting 10 clients. And at that time, that's like me saying, I want to make $300,000 a month. I didn't know 10 people that wanted spray tans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a huge goal. And I wanted to pay the water bill just to help my husband out with the bills while our daughter was in the hospital. Fast forward to three months, I have 300 clients. Six months, I bring in my business partner, Latasha Spann. And then within a year, we grew up client list to over a thousand people. So I always say that um, Quick Tan Sunless is the blessing that came out of the bad time in our life. And mm. for everybody listening, my daughter is doing amazing. Okay. That's the most important part of that. That's uh, it's quite it's quite amazing to see how driven people can be when they need to be right when your back's against the wall. Uh, unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate circumstance. Obviously, wouldn't wish it on anybody, but obviously, it uh, definitely probably pushed you to make you get to where you are. You wouldn't be where you are. I definitely would not. Awesome. So you guys started in Morristown. Is that right, Morristown, Tennessee? We started in Morristown, Tennessee, in my basement. Wow! Wow! And so. You, you get started. No, never, never owned a business before. I'm assuming. No, I had tried to do like, um, pamper chef before, but no, <laughs> like, you know, you know, no like business business. Oh, wow. That's, and you, yeah, quickly filled your books. What it's quite, it's a crazy story. I'll definitely get into, we'll get, get into some more details about how you got to where you are today, uh, throughout the process, but I'd like to touch on a couple moments in your business. First, you know, what's been the most challenging thing in your business over the past seven years? And then secondly, what's been the best thing so far in your business? I would say the most challenging is scaling and scaling at the right time. So we grew rapidly, but I don't think that we hired fast enough, right? Mm -hmm. And then we did hire, we didn't outsource that help. So that like scaling part was a learning curve for us. Mm -hmm. If I could go back in time, I would hire professionals to give me that, that mentorship, that advice. And I would have done it that way. But, you know, sometimes you live, you learn, you fail forward. Right. Um, yeah. and, and the best thing has been meeting all the incredible men and women over the years. They um, have changed my life in a way that they'll never know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's I think, you know, the hiring thing is always a challenge. Like you said, a lot of people want to grow, but, you know, growing too fast can be detrimental just as growing too slow can be. And, and I, one of the most challenging things for any business is bringing on people at the right time because you, if no, if you haven't brought anybody on, I can say this from personal experience. When you get to that point, you almost you have to take a step back to take a step forward because you're obviously like betting on the business and you're essentially paying somebody, so you're losing some of that income, and it's which is really hard to do. I think Sarah can relate to that, and then you have to you know bet on yourself moving forward. But you know, it's it sounds like it's worked for Sarah, it's worked for us. You know, with with with, with happy tens and everything we're doing, so it's a challenging thing, but I think you get to that point where you're, I'm Sarah, what, what was the point where you were like, I need to bring somebody in? Was it like, you're just like pulling your hair out. You're just too busy. <laughs> yeah, it was. So the first person was my partner, Tasha. Um, when I brought her in, I was at like so many people, I was literally working. It defeated the purpose. Like my purpose was so I could be going to easily go into these doctor's appointments, going to the hospital with my daughter. But then I found myself like 7am to 11pm spraying. And I'm like, wait, this isn't, this isn't what, this is not what I'm going to do, right? So I brought her in. And so I'm like the creative, impulsive person. I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice, but I'm that girl. Like, let's just do it. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> and 
my partner is very logical and smart and she'll step back and super organized. Like we're totally opposite, but it works. So when I brought her in, it was like a godsend, you know, um, to that structure that I needed in my business. Sure. Sure. And uh, before we get into, is it okay to call her Tasha? Yeah, that's so sorry. Well, Tasha, I call her Tasha, and most of her clients do as well. That's okay. Yeah, we call her Tasha. I was gonna say. So, on, on the flip side of of that most challenging moment, there, what's been the best moment so far? Yeah. So, um, when Tasha and I teamed up, mm-hmm. it grew even more, and we were able. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, we were able to start training, and then we started making an impact on people's financial situations. And that was so rewarding seeing because because I had like this um, a why. Right. Like so for me, I needed this income for my daughter. And then I was I had like a, this impulse to help other women doing that, that were in circumstances that were not ideal. And so whenever somebody was messaging me and being like, I paid off a fertility bill that that those kind of messages, like realizing that spray tans could change somebody's life. And yeah. that I, I don't know. It just it's it's why I keep doing it. It's why I'm still in the industry is that this business can truly change people's lives. Right. I agree with that hundred percent. I mean, that's why, you know, that's why we do what we do with the podcast with the websites, everything we do to help support these businesses. But obviously somebody like yourself, that's walked the walk and taught the talk and also now, uh, you know, spreading that knowledge, which I think a lot of people that have been in the industry for some time have come around to, Hey, I can one, make some additional money, why right, If you need to, but secondly, more, more importantly, like you said, you can impact people's lives and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to get emails from people about maybe it's a free training we have, maybe it's a paid training, maybe it's just listening to the podcast or their website, whatever it is. And they say, hey, you know, this has helped bring in more clients than we expected or whatever it is. The business has grown incredibly more than we expected. And that that feeling, you you, you can't really replicate that or nothing matches that. I think you you can relate to that. And uh, it, it's it's amazing that you're able to find Tasha. She, she's been, you guys have been together, what, six years? Is that right? Uh, yeah, we have. She wow. was actually my client so she came <laughs> as a client and she was um a freelance makeup artist at the time okay and i would the first day i met her i was like i want her in my business like the first <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah those, those are always the best you know a lot of people end up working with clients it's a good way to meet somebody that obviously is interested in the same thing and it, it, the most challenging thing for any business is is hiring people let alone a business partner that is like super challenging um you know, I've had a partnership before. It's challenging. It's always a, you know, a weighing act of like making sure you guys are on the same page, making sure you want to move forward, making sure everybody's happy, you know, and I'm sure you can relate. So what, what have you, what do you two do that's been able to help you? I mean, six years is a significant amount of time at this point, you guys have multiple locations, right. And you have uh, the training, you have all these other things you're doing together. So I'm interested in like, what have you found to be the best way to keep on the same page? Do you guys have like weekly, monthly meetings or what is it? We did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I think is different about our relationship is we were not close friends first. We were actually business partners first and we grew to have a friendship, which is like kind of opposite of a lot of business partners that I've known personally is we had that business connection first. And I think it really in a weird way helped us, you know, because there was no emotion in those big early on decisions as yes. far as like 
where there could be disagreements or tension or whatever, because I have hired friends in my business didn't go ideally, you know, because there is so much of like a friend connection there. So that was one thing that was huge for us, I think. And, but then, then once we we got, um, once we made our partnership in the very beginning, the early stages, it was weekly. Um, well, at first it felt like daily, you know, and I'm sure you know that from partnerships, but then we went to weekly, then monthly meetings. And then now we're, now we're at quarterly meetings because we're not in the same location anymore. Um, and we've built more these systems that kind of help us, you know, you live and die by your systems. And so, so now today we're at like quarterly meetings, but before in the early, it was weekly and monthly meetings. Sure. Yeah. So what, what does it look like for you guys now? What is it? I mean, obviously you have the two locations, but what else, what else is involved in that? And and tell us a little bit about those, those locations as well. Yeah. So we used to have actually four locations in East Tennessee mm-hmm. and then COVID hit and they were just um, studio locations. So not big, huge brick and mortar, um, sure. you know, all studio locations. And when COVID hit, we actually, we're looking at, okay, do we cut off some of our spray tan artists or do we get rid of these locations? Because nobody was allowed to do spray tans at the time sure. um, there. So we ended up actually shutting down our physical locations and going completely mobile. And we thought, well, Hey, we'll pick back up physical locations. But what we found once we were able to spray again, that the mobile locations were 85% more profitable and that like looking back on client, you know, looking back on the clients that were going in location and mobile, like they were flip-flopping back and forth that they actually were doing mobile more. So now we're completely mobile. Um, We're in these different locations, but we're completely mobile service. Um, And that's worked for us. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not for every market. I'm here in Charleston and I'm new. So we'll see how that plays out here, but it did work. It does work there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's yeah. It's so you went from you went from most people go from mobile to a studio. You did you did did you start mobile at first and then go studio? I started. So I started in my basement. basement I had like okay. Yeah, like a little spray tan. Uh, you know, hopefully somebody that knows me listens to this and they can talk about the funny <laughs> story. But um, I yeah. So I started in my basement. So I guess that's kind of like physical location. And then I started teaming up with um. So, tanning salons that didn't offer spray tan so I'd come in on certain days and spray that so I would still say that's kind of like physical locations and then we went we started offering mobile um, group parties and stuff so we've always been like a blend so since COVID we've been completely mobile so it is backwards you know a lot of people aspire to those physical locations but for us for our business and where it is now we love mobile yeah I think it's a great it's a great business model like you said sounds like you guys um basically analyzing you're saying like it's 85 percent more profitable here so yeah we don't have the overhead right so so long as you can deal with the mobile toting everything around and and people are happy that's that's the important part of it yeah you know we you know one thing that makes it a little bit more difficult so if you're weighing out those options we don't lug all this retail with us so our clients have to pre-order that so you probably you know if you do build up a huge um business and then you want that store location you will be making some income that we're leaving off of the table you know what i mean um just by not having that physical location yeah yeah absolutely that's a good point there so do you so let's take you back seven years ago when you just started this out had the vision board the 10 clients how did do you remember how you got your first paying customer um actually 
I started, I, so I had my vision board and I was reading the book, Thinking or Rich. Um, yeah, anybody like, hell, yeah. <laughs> got to read it. Um, so I was reading that book and I was writing out those like deep that, you know, if you've ever read it, you kind of know the process. So I'm writing out my vision and, and my purpose and how I'm going to help people. Right. And so I remember writing the goal and, and it was like, a six figure business. It was a hundred thousand dollars in a year. You know, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year by helping people get out of the tanning bed, you know, and so like this whole thing. Right. And so I wrote this vision board and I started thinking, I live in a small town. I started thinking, who are some people that are pretty influential in my small little town? And if anybody lives in a small town, you know what I'm talking about. There's like the popular people of your town. And I started reaching out to the ones that I was friends with and being like, Hey, I'm starting this business. And they kind of knew from when I was spraying in college that I did spray tans, you know, or maybe they have had one before in, um, in the physical location and the tanning bed. So I reached out and I was like, Hey, I'm starting this business. Can I give you a tan? If you love it, do you care to tell your friends? I'm like, if you hate it, just don't tell nobody. This is what I'm doing. (laughs) And I strategically gave away 10 people. And you know, there was people that turned me down and they were like, I don't want to be orange. I don't like spray tans. And it was, that was a hard dagger, you know, like, And I gave those strategic hands away and it was all referrals. I don't remember specifically the first person, but I remember those referrals all came in because they got to see their friend with a tan, you know? Um, So I always say one tan leads to a hundred tans. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's one of those things. It's a a taboo thing, right? Giving away free tans, whatever you got to do to get started. But it's one, you know, like you said, you pick out the, the right people and not to be, you know, you're not judging people, right? You're just picking the people that have good friend networks or whatever it is. And then you have to think about, I think of it like a tree, like that person's a tree and all the branches are all the people that they know. And it's going to branch off to all these other people that you can connect with and impact and all that. So it's, it's a great way to, to do it and to get into those social circles, I should say. Yeah, I will say that, you know, free tans isn't the best strategy. You know, there was, it did work out. The strategic free, free yeah. tans isn't strategic free tans it is always a trade so when I reached out to these people it was like I'm going to give you this free tan do you care if I use your photos and I gave them work so it put value on what I was doing they knew they were getting the free tan but they also had to write me a review and let me use a picture and you know what I mean there was like a trade going on and I think if anybody does try this um at make you know make it a trade you know don't it's just free you don't have to do anything for it because then they don't value your time yeah a hundred percent i can relate to that it's it's hard (laughs) the free thing is it it, people just overlay it's like you don't want to give it for free it's you get people that are tire kickers for lack of a better word obviously and it's just you know they don't value it you're right you get something for free i I can't tell how many things i've signed up for free and i've never used them in my life like yeah yeah, it's in the hundreds if not thousands i'm sure you can relate um (laughs) But people got to, people definitely need to value it. So for you over the past seven years, there's been a lot of changes, lots of ups and downs. Uh, sounds like you guys are moving forward. Everything's good. Now uh, you've, you've made the adjustments. You have the, the second location. So what kind of, what kind of changes have you made uh, internally? Uh, do you guys have other employees? How, do, how does all that look? Yeah. So we're, we're growing. So here we're, we're in a really unique place right now. So we have our, our system, our, um, we actually do, subcontractors out in East Tennessee mm-hmm. and you know there's a bunch of ways to slice it we've done employees before we've we've done it wrong and just been like hey can you do these tans for us and we had no we I don't even know if that was illegal or not in the very beginning <laughs> giving these people and then just taking five dollars or whatever don't do that by the way <laughs> um 
But now we finally have a, a system that works for us. Is it the best system? I don't know. But it works for us. It's profitable in Tennessee. And we're here in a new market starting completely over. We've hired our first two people. And then again, we're going on a subcontractor layout. But it's something that we're actually looking at changing. Like, okay, we have this big thing. So um, is this a point where you franchise out? Is this a point where you, um, you know, we're kind of, you know, just to be completely transparent here, we don't know the answer. And so we're looking to outsource um, some help and see where we can go now that we have this machine that can make money when we step away. Is there a better way to optimize it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a challenging thing. It's one of those things you have to figure out along the way. I think a lot of people go the subcontractor route. Uh, I think it's probably the easier way, but you also have to be careful, I think, with that because, you know, there's certain things you, you're not able to tell your uh, people to do because they're technically not employees. <laughs> you can give them suggestions on what they should wear, et cetera, but there's some legal legalese there that you have to get into. Um, how are you, how are you all feeding these uh, people? Like, where do you, where do the leads, like the new clients come from for you guys? Um, in Tennessee, we'll back up. So, and I think this is kind of interesting for anybody listening. They get to hear two kind of sides of how we're doing old school way and like a new school way. Right. Sure. So in Tennessee, all referral based. We were, and I used, I used an influencer real early in my business in 2015 and, and I actually paid the influencer in Tennessee. Um, and we did an actual collaboration, right. Um, but it was all referral based there. And we, you know, we did use social media, but it was all word of mouth referral based. And that's where most of our clients came from. And then the ambassador, that influencer program here, I have found that most of my spray tans are coming from the networking that I'm doing on the ground um, versus the referral, like versus like the ambassador programs and the social media marketing. Cause we do have a, a fairly pretty good social media um, funnel, but here in Charleston, it's been for, for me, it's been um, all from the networking that I've done. And that's strategic networking, going to specific events, um, making sure that I'm shaking hands and thinking, what can I do for you? You know, not what can they do for me, but what can I do for this person that I'm shaking hands with? Yeah. And organically, that just law of attraction, whatever you want to call it, it just works. It's worked for me. Yeah. And that's where um, right now the bulk of my clients have been coming from. Right, right. Yeah, that's challenging. I think it's always you know, networking's uh, sometimes not natural for people and it's hard to make sure that you're leading into it. Like, what can I do for you? Which is hard. You know, I just reached out to somebody a couple of days ago, you know, personally for, for happy tens to try to expand ours and, and I'm being transparent. I, I don't know if it hit, I haven't heard back from the person. So we'll see. It was just kind of an introduction, like, Hey, and I actually sent a video and just introduced myself. So hopefully it works out, but I'm not sure. I'm always testing new things to see what works, but it's hard because you know, like, Hey, I could help, you know, this fact for me, at least like, Hey, I can help your audience. I know that, but how do I lead into this and give you something of value to yep. at least get on the, once we get on the call, I'm sure it's going to be easier for me, but like, how do I even get that to happen? Um, which is super challenging. So yeah, any advice you have for people? I think, like you said, it has to be strategic. You got to go to the right events. You got to, you got to make sure that you're providing value first, but sometimes that can be a challenge. Yeah. And I think people can sniff out really fast, especially if they've been networking for a long time. Right. Cause I mean, there's almost like it's a professional thing, right. Mm -hmm. um, they can sniff out the person that's just there to try to get that business. Right. Yeah. It's so disingenuous. I say, I say, if I have any piece of advice, go be your 
self, go with the intention to make friends, you know, and to actually truly help their business. It, it might not be the, a good example of this is I, um, I did a spray tan for this, this guy's daughter and she had, um, a really severe nut allergy. And so mm-hmm. they listen to some of our products have nuts in them. Right. So you have to be really careful. And she, they were really scared. So I went above and beyond for this girl to make sure she was safe. Um, and you know, it's cleared out my whole schedule, made sure she was my only tan, clean my, you know, all the stuff to prevent negligence and keep her safe, skin patch test, all that. And her dad ended up paying for his entire staff. He owned a chain of title um, loan company, a chain, like a title loan company, ended up being 55 tans. And it was all because I took this extra time with his daughter with nothing. I didn't expect anything in return. It's just trying to I, I want, she was going to prom and I was like, emotionally invested at that time, you know? Yeah. And so you just never know where your referral is going to come from, but just being genuine, being kind, it really goes a long way. It does. Treating each person that way just mm-hmm. naturally go, like goes a long way. You never know. And it's hard for people just starting out because they are like, they're hungry. They want to, they need the business. They need the clients. They want to make the money, but you have to take a step back and try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Like, everybody is is inherently selfish no matter what people say everybody Mm -hmm. looks out for themselves first which is just natural so you have to make sure that you're doing whatever you can to put yourself in that person's shoes and like you're just going out of the goodness of your heart i want to help this girl a little you know i want to help her have a good time not be worried etc and now look what that turned into so that's that's an amazing story and i think everybody can learn something from that yeah you got to um we say you've got to plant the seeds during, you know, that could be during slow season or when you're starting out, all that work that you're doing, that you're not like getting any money yet, you will, if you stay consistent with it Mm -hmm. and you keep seeds, you will reap, you know, eventually. Yeah, exactly. I sent out an email maybe a month ago, maybe a little bit longer. I've lost track, but it was something about the compound effect, which is a great book. But ultimately, like kind of the compound effect of networking is like all these connections you make, you never know when they're going to come to fruition or even if they will. But if they do, and you put all those seeds out there, like you said, eventually, if they all sprout, it's going to be amazing to see the, the you know, the, the fruits of your labor. Yes, definitely. So if you, uh, you know, Sarah, if you had to pinpoint one thing that you guys have done, you and Tasha have done extremely well to grow the business to be where you are today, what would you say that one thing is that's made the biggest impact on your actual business like numbers and you know the amount of clients you've gotten from it okay this is this is probably not the answer that you want to hear but it's (laughs) the arcs um we have been consistent through and through we've been consistent and i i've seen a lot of girls coming in and men and women come in and out of this industry and what's separating the successful ones from the non is consistency Mm -hmm. and i say that we have been very good at being consistent I uh, I think that's a great answer. It might not be what I expected, but I actually really like that. <laughs> most people, you know, most people refer to customer service, which obviously I think would be up there for anyone that's successful. But yeah, but ultimately the consistency, like you said, is like you look at anybody who's at the top of their game, and they're they're no matter what, if it's a sport or if it's a business, they're they're consistent with what they do. And like if you think about what actually impacts you on a personal level, this is more outside of business. You can read as many books, learn as much marketing, do all these different things. But if you're not consistent, if you don't establish the habits to actually move yourself forward, then you're not going to get to where you are. But if you make a habit to network, if you make it a habit to learn a new marketing tactic every other week or whatever it is, right, you get into that and then you, you know, you're consistent with it. 
you're going to move ahead a lot quicker. And I think it's challenging for people because we're, again, we're just, we're tuned now for this instant gratification, which, you know, business is not one of those things that, that really turn can give you that. Yeah. I have learned that the hard way. It is not an <laughs> gratification thing. You know, it's like being punched in the face sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And even for you guys, you had, you had pretty quick success for the growth, but I'm sure back then it still didn't feel that quick for you. Oh, it didn't. And then, I mean, we made so many mistakes along the way. Like I, I remember we did this promo that we thought would bring in, you know, even more people. And it was $10 tans. Honestly, I cringe thinking about this now. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean this in any cruel way, but $10 tans brought me $10 clients. Yeah. And we're not foundational clients that wanted to come back or respected my time. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, we made lots of mistakes along the way. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, mistakes are the best because you learn so much. Everybody can relate to that. I've, you know, everybody, if somebody has says they haven't made a mistake in their business, they haven't tried things that are kind of outside of the box or outside of their comfort zone, but you absolutely are going to make mistakes. You're going to fail forward, like you said, but you have to do it. And I think a lot of people spend too much time that it, not the learning is wrong, but they spend too much time on it. I can say this. I do this thing. I do it myself. I read, I've read so many books and I'm like, I know, not that I know everything. I know this stuff. Like I know this, I know what I need to do to get to the next level. And, you know, just being transparent, I've, you know, for, for my business, at least we've gotten to a point to where like, I know that I'm the thing that needs to move forward to move the business forward. And I can read as many books as I want or whatever, but I need to take the action and establish the habits to do that. Right. So, you know, I'm meeting with my mentor next week and I get to meet with him, you know, a few times a year. So I'm fortunate to have that connection, but it's like, He's pushing me and I know that I need to do these things and I'm uncomfortable with them. They don't feel natural. I, I, I like, I was like, how can I even do this? He's like, you can still do this, you know, to move forward. You need to. So it's one of those things where you're, you're going to be uncomfortable and, and you're going to fail and there's going to be challenges, but you have to, you know, move forward. You have to take action. You have to do this stuff. So you have to, you have to do, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you do. And um, don't be afraid to try that. Like I, Try, try new things within your business. So, you know, um, you know, calculate all that you can, you know, obviously you should be smart, but sometimes I think it's also worth taking that risk and taking the, taking those scary steps forward um, and testing out new things. Yeah, definitely. And I, and, you know, I just, when I was talking about that, I just thought about uh, some of the people we've had on that are probably the most quote unquote successful, right? Cause everybody's definition is different, but the most successful in terms of business are people that, didn't even have training to start. I'm not promoting that because I think the training is a good foundational step, but you know, a lot of people jumped right into it and just taught themselves along the way. They didn't use the training as a crutch to say, I'm not going to get to where I am, or I need to know every single thing there is to know before I get started because you'll never get started, right? The next step appears once you take that step before it, or, you know, walking with a flashlight, you don't see that far ahead of you, but you have to take the steps to see what's next. So, and on that note, did you take any training before you got started? Did so. This is going to show my age. I was <laughs> certified back in the tanning salon on okay. DVD. And so anybody that's been in the industry long enough, like I don't think there are DVD players. <laughs> it was like uh, that was my first training was DVD <laughs> with Norvell, my certification. And then I had a mentor that owned the salon. So that was like our hands-on. Then I, like, once I was starting my own business, I, I realized there wasn't anybody locally doing trainings and it was all just YouTube. And um, you, you know what I mean? Like when we started, once we grew and, and people were coming to us wanting to learn. So I think of training 
is it necessarily no like eventually over the years you're going to learn you're going to find out you're going to fine tune your skills train think of training as paying for speed and that's what I want to do with my business as far on the business side, hiring these people that can come in and kind of look at where I'm at and offer these suggestions based on my numbers and the growth and all that. Right. I want to pay for speed and and pay for expertise to get me to that level. Yeah. Could I keep failing forward and figure it out eventually? Yes. And can you, you know, jump into the business? So I think of training as paying for speed. You're getting everything packaged up and given to you. Right. A little step by step. Yeah. yeah, you're paying. Yeah, you're paying for their knowledge, which is where the value is, right? And they're they're yeah. part of. Not have to be Google searching, YouTube searching, spinning. You know what I mean? Trial yeah. and error. I I will say though, when I did train um, with Norvell at the salon that I was working at, this is hilarious. They were using like a legit air compressor gun. And I still, I still like get so embarrassed thinking that I have like sprayed people with like a like a paint gun before. <laughs> <laughs> In like eight ounces solution. Oh my gosh, that's just I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But look how far you've come. That's awesome. Well, uh, Sarah, I know you have a photo shoot coming up, so I want to be respectful of your time. I, I, it was great to meet you, learn more about your story. This has been a wonderful interview. Uh, for those that have questions or want to reach out to you, I know you do some, I think, some coaching. You guys have some training, some other things. Uh, what's the yeah. best way to reach out to you? So, for me personally, I'm the powerhouse coach on Instagram, and then um, our spray tan business is quick tan sunless on Instagram and our quick tan sunless.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. The last question I have for you is if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? It all works out. It all works out. I don't think you could say any better. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's a great, great thing because it's hard to know what's going to happen, but you have to trust faith, fate, whatever you want to call it that, you know, doing doing what you want to do like you taking rolling i mean you're rolling the dice like you had a serious situation with your daughter and you were betting on yourself uh, and it all has worked out looking back you know it's changed your life and now you're impacting people and changing their lives as well which is the ultimate thing to serve right so that's amazing what you guys have done we're looking forward to keeping in touch with you to see how business moves going forward and and we wish you all the best uh, now in your new location and uh, thanks so much for your time sarah we appreciate it Thanks, Grant. Have a great afternoon. Take care. Happy tanning. Bye.